You're listening to The Melting Podcast, a writing variety show featuring a little of everything from everyone, everywhere. All right, we are back with Ed Greenwood uh, and the release of the first book of the Ed Greenwood Group publishing imprint, Hell Ma, Your World is Doomed. This is uh, <laughs> this is a book, everyone. <laughs> this is quite a book. Um, so if, uh, I don't even know if you can give a quick rundown of the plot of it. I mean, we've, oh uh... dear! I mean, yes, of course I can. <laughs> um, okay, let me let me set the stage very gently. It is our real world, and for those of you for whom Toronto, the capital of the province of Ontario in Canada is not your favorite city. Oh, there's going to be a lot of destruction in Toronto in this book. <laughs> now, there are th- we, we look over the shoulders of three normal people. Shanklin Appledar, who, when we meet him, is um, fulfilling shoe orders in a warehouse, making sure that, you know, a pair of gentlemen's wingtip, whatever, goes out to the guy who ordered them. Well, his boss, who is somewhere else, but who has the ability to squawk at Shanklin through a loudspeaker, yells at him. Then there's a second guy called Nat Slanchester. He is an archaeologist who is working underneath a professor whom he does not respect um, with a bunch of other um, people at a dig in the countryside, not all that many miles outside Toronto, 40 or 50 miles. Um, then there's a third uh, lady, uh, Shannon Shane Smith, and um, she is a highly efficient but rather homely and overweight and therefore overlooked um, worker um, in an office job. And they aren't they aren't special people. They don't even know each other. They're just three people trying to live their lives in the normal world. And all three of them encounter very strange beings whom they very soon realize are more or less than human. And, of course, these are three different demons. There are other demons that that will come along in the book, and much mayhem ensues. Um, Hopefully with a touch of humor a lot of the time, but you will see lots of blood and guts. You will see... um, you will see a, a, a strange attraction for making love in walk-in freezers. Um, and fires. And fires. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> fire and ice, yes. Well, and, and you know, fire and ice, Baraf to Og, um, um, to a certain culture, was around long before George um, wrote the Song of Ice and Fire. And I'm just having fun with all sorts of things in this book. But this this is not the entirety of their stories. Um, it is fun, um, and I hope you will come along for the ride. I also think that if you attend a convention in downtown Toronto, uh, you will never look at that same tiny little area of Toronto in the same way again. <laughs> Nor will you visit a sausage factory and think the same things that you thought before. I'm cringing. Yeah, I'll just leave that there. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll leave that there. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to uh, let my listeners know that I have had the privilege of reading Your World is Doomed. Those of you who know me, and a, a fair number of our listeners do, know that this actually does not sound like the kind of book I would have read. I enjoyed it. 
it was definitely out of my wheelhouse, and holy cow, is it a trip. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to go into details because that gets into spoiler territory, but one thing I do have to comment on, though, Ed, is I almost didn't know who to root for in this book. Yes. Because you've got, you've got, like you said, you've got uh, uh, Nast, Shanklin, and Shannon. You've got the human side. You've got the the, the daemons. But even among the daemons, there's two factions. So it's like, am I rooting for the humans, or am I rooting for the daemons in general, or am I rooting for one faction of them and the humans? I I honestly couldn't, almost couldn't fathom which were the protagonists and which were the antagonists. Because well, the humans kept getting in the way of the daemons. Yes. Yeah. And okay. Well. Okay. Um. I think the best way to enjoy this book is to pretend you're watching a farce, a British drawing room farce. The importance of being earnest, or one of the Noel Cowards, Blythe Spirits, uh, or Private Lives, um, in which you know doors open, people miss each other by three seconds, but the audience sees it all. And there's all sorts of eccentrics running around the stage. I think that's the best way to, you know, just watch it unfold in front of you and go, what's going on? Oh, my God. Oh, well, I can see this train wreck coming. Um, Yes. Rather than to root for something. Now, the interesting thing, um, the first three Helmont novels are now done. They haven't all come out, but they're all they're They're ready to go. And the second one is called Dragon Dreams by Chris Jackson. And the third one is called Blind Justice by Eric Scott to be. And I actually have the fourth and fifth novels sitting here in my hands. So, you know, there's definitely going to be at least five novels coming out monthly, <laughs> no matter what happens. But but the reason I mention this is that number two novel concerns something in American academia and university, um, largely in Boston. And there, the focus is completely different because you are getting it from the point of view of the humans, and in particular from one human, almost all the way through the book. And Eric Scott DeBee's book is very different from Chris's book. Chris's is quieter be- until the, all hell breaks loose, um, <laughs> um, because it, because it's academe. Whereas uh, Eric's book is far more concerned with violent crimes and their investigation right from the beginning. So it, it's even stronger stuff than mine. Okay, But it, again, is told largely looking over the shoulder of one female human protagonist. So it's um, easier for the, for the um, reader to say, oh, yes, this is the, the traditional storytelling I'm used to. You know, I may not know who to root for, but I think I know what side I'm on. From yeah. the very beginning, whereas mine is a bit more. What is going on? And of course, by the end of the the end of the book, um, transformations are underway as well. Yes. And and um, it's going to be very different when when we get to the second book, which uh, I think is oh yeah right October of next year, the thirteenth Helmon novel. Which will probably be called "My Talons in Her Throat." Oh my goodness! Oh dear God! <laughs> <laughs> Which probably isn't the throat that you're thinking of. Well, that's one of the things I'm, because I actually am uh, working on reading uh, Dragon Dreams. So okay, I've got, I've got, the, I've got yes. I've, yeah, I've got the arc of that too. And like you said, right, reading uh, Chris's book is is extremely different from coming <laughs> coming off of reading Your World Is Doomed. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I want that. That's the beauty of doing settings this way with yes. the Ed Greenwood group. Instead of setting, saying, okay, it's a formula, you know, you're always going to see Indiana Jones do this, yeah. you know, and there's nothing wrong with the formula. Um, but what we want to do is say, okay, this is Helma, and this way over here to the left is Helma, and this way over here to the right is also Helma, and everything in between is Helma. So you don't know what a Helma book is going to be until you start reading. You can start to guess if it's a direct sequel to one you've read before. Right. So um, if uh, you come along to the second uh, Ed Greenwood Helma book or the second Chris Jackson Helma book or the second Eric's got to be, you have a pretty good idea, particularly if the catalog blurb tells you it's the same characters. Oh, okay, I get it now. We're going to continue yeah. with this. But if that isn't the case, then you don't know. I can tell you that, that the fourth and fifth books are definitely um, starting series. Um, so for those of you who don't want to jump to different characters each time, you will be able to pick up on something that has continuity. And there will also be some cross-pollination. There will be some demons in particular that go from book to book, mm. different authors' books. Maybe not as main characters. There'll be a main characters in somebody's book, and they'll just have walk-on parts in other right. other people's books. But in the same way that um, celebrities in our culture, say members of the British royal family, mm-hmm. can sort of walk in and out of many other stories because they're seen in the background or they do something important and then they're gone again. Yes. That'll happen in in our settings. Well, that's one. That's one of many things I'm finding so brilliant about this imprint is if. You know, if you're like me and, you know, the demons really aren't that big for you, you still may find an author that you like who just clicks in that setting with you. And if you, you know, reading, just say, if you're reading, uh, you know, one of your books in another setting and you absolutely adore it and find, a, you know, another of your books in a whole different setting, give that a try. You may find something that you actually do love that is completely different. You'll end up discovering different authors that way. This is... This is a, a web. <laughs> yes, a it's a end. web. That's right. Yeah. And you are a one gigantic scary ass spider in the middle of it. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'll, I'll, I'll add that to the resume straight away. Gigantic awesome. hairy ass spider. Well, that's, geez, I had no idea he'd been seeing me around the house. But yes. <laughs> yes. I um, do my best. Yeah, no, it, it is. It is. Um, you'll get to see uh, many of our uh, Sasoria members are collaborating with each other. On all sorts of things, from from collaborating together on the novel to um, spinning up a graphic novel together, you know, with the, the artist and the writer, or divvying up things in different ways than those two traditional roles. So yeah, there'll be lots of back and forth. And like I said, you'll be seeing everything from um, familiar names to beginners, and it, you're going to get completely different stories from some of them. But they will all be stories in the setting, and we intend to, you know, have editorial control to make sure of continuity. Although there is another aspect that doesn't always get um, explored. Uh, George Martin does it. He's one of them that does it in our current, uh, where you can see the same thing happen, and it's viewed very differently by different characters. Mm-hmm. So you can say, "Oh, that's the truth," and then in the in the other novel, "Oh, that's the truth." They all attended the same event 
but they saw it completely differently. So there will be a little bit of that, too. But, yeah, the, the whole point of this is to let everybody in on the fun, and everybody gets to tell stories, and you get to listen to the storyteller you want to listen to the most right now. And that could change for you. Some nights you want to be over in this side of the party listening to the guy who's all, you know, blue jokes and bellowing with laughter. And sometimes you want to be the in the quieter corner where a, a young lady is whispering scary ghost stories in your ear. And other nights you 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 want to go to somebody else yet again. You know, it's it's what you're in the mood for right now. Or just raid the buffet table. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> buffet table, yes. At that point, guys, we kind of got off track in the conversation. Um, a lot of what we started talking about, I actually went and added into the previous interview where we discussed the real, whole Ed Greenwood group release thing. Uh, that's why this interview just kind of cuts off and that, that was where the conversation just ended. Uh, so you can get a copy of Helma, Your World is Doom. Right now It's avail it was available for pre-order. Uh, you can go to onderlibrum.com and find it. I'll actually do some more snooping about on the internet and see where else you can get it, and I'll have links to that in the liner notes. I uh, hope you enjoyed this interview. Uh, you can stay tuned tomorrow for our regularly scheduled episode, and who knows, there may be more stuff like this in the future, so I hope you enjoyed this special episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Melting Podcast. You can check out our website with submission guidelines and current prompts at... TheMeltingPodcast.com You can also find us on Twitter at MeltingPodcast Or you can email us TheMeltingPodcast at gmail.com The Melting Podcast is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license, which means you're free to copy it and share it as long as you don't change it, don't sell it, and always link back to the website. Sound effects are by the Free Sound Project. And our theme is by Drew Rich Creek. Send us stuff.